Episode 34 of the Wide Left Podcast with Justice and Seth. We are back for another another week to talk about some what's going on in the world of sports. It's been what a couple weeks since we've week we've and been, a half. But it's, okay, but it's been um, not too bad. You know, we're back. Yeah, not as long as the the last pause that we had. It seemed like the last pause was longer than COVID itself. But yeah, uh, but it's nice for for the pandemic to be over now. Or basically getting to the cdc a lot of restrictions being lifted and things like that getting back to normal you know you can kind of get back to living our lives and enjoying the things that we like to do such as you know go to sports games talk about sports you know do all the do the thing stuff we wanted basically to, you, know, you know do it all. so good to see you and and uh what was also good to see was was that NFL draft? Uh, it was it was a good night for for obviously a lot of the young the young guys getting their shot to you know living out their dream, getting their name called, walking up on stage. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about first that the you know what kind of stole the show before the draft was the news of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Him, the reports coming out that that he was no longer wanting to be in Green Bay. And that, you know, the Adam Schefter came out the report on, on draft day saying that he was unhappy and kind of disgruntled. You know, I, I don't know if that was quite a shock um, considering, you know, they drafted uh, Jordan Love in last year's draft and, and just kind of the, you know, Matt LaFleur situation. I don't know. Rodgers doesn't seem to get along with any head coach is, that is in place because he seems to be that his – that's kind of his style and his personality, but, but that was, that was a shocker of the, I don't want to say shocker, but just, you know, it was crazy hearing that on, on draft day and, and coming to the, to the realization that, you know, Aaron Rodgers could be wearing a different uniform by the time the season starts, but maybe not too. So. Yeah. I think I since, plays out. since then it's the reports have kind of shifted in favor of him staying in green Bay. Now I don't, don't think green Bay wants to move him. And all of a sudden, you know, they're saying things are fixable now where before all the reports were that they weren't fixable. So in my humble opinion, I don't think Rogers will be getting moved, uh, I, but you never know. They don't really seem to be sold on Jordan love. If they were sold on Jordan love, you would think that they would be a little bit more willing to take at least offers on Aaron, but by the reports, it doesn't sound like they are. Of course, we don't have insider information, but just from what I hear, at least, um, he's not going anywhere. He good, but doesn't look like it. But yeah, that was like what the day before the draft that that happened, or was it the day it's of? The day of. Morning of, yeah, right? The day of the draft, yeah, early so, afternoon. So then everyone starts wondering, oh, what if he got traded on draft day? But of course, that was never going to happen. Yeah, I just I don't see the win in the situation for Green Bay, or either either for 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 either party really, uh, for Rodgers or the Packers. Obviously, the Packers are in a better situation to win now if Aaron Rodgers is is with the team. But if you're talking about a trade or trying to get some type of value out of him, you know, and, and you're thinking long term, then I don't know why they wouldn't do it. To be honest with you. Um, 
because there's still, I mean, there's, you'd have, you'd find a suitor. I mean, obviously you have a lot of teams who are in, you know, they're, they're stable at quarterback. They know what they're doing for the future, but you have a handful of teams out there, you know, like the, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, I, I know the 49ers just drafted Trey Lance, but you, you're not going to tell me maybe, I don't know, you, you go and trade for Aaron Rodgers for two, three years and let, let Lance sit behind him and, and kind of, uh, you know, work his way in. I mean, that, that put him in a win now situation. So, um, so yeah, I, I think at the, in the end, I think the Packers think, okay, we're, you know, we'll take our chances and just ride it out. And hopefully things don't, you know, the crap doesn't hit the fan as they say, but who knows? So that was, that was a debt. The NFC North would be, would be really uh, mediocre and, and terrible to watch if Aaron Rodgers yeah. was no longer in Green Bay with just uh, Detroit's rebuild and, and Minnesota's step back last year. Chicago, you know, they're obviously interesting with, with, with the field selection, and we'll get into that a little more down as the show goes on. But, but yeah, that was that was the the talk of the day before the draft, and then, then obviously, you know, going through the going through the picks, it was obvious uh, Trevor Lawrence was was going to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he might be in a quarterback competition over there with with Tim Tebow, yeah. uh, your guy over there, <laughs> but. Um, no, that was that was quite obvious. What were, and 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 then Zach Wilson at number two, and you know Trey Lance at three, I one, think two, three if quarterbacks when, there. So when you get into what this was dra- something in the in the top five that was kind of stuck out to well, you there? No, that what I was going to say is the draft really started at number three and four, uh, which was what we yeah. said. We knew Zach Wilson was going to go two. We knew Trevor Lawrence was going to go one, and we knew either Trey Lance or Mac um, Mac Jones would go three. All reports said Mac Jones. It seems like that was – I can't say it was never going to happen, but it didn't make sense to trade up to three to take Mac Jones. And then they take a high upside uh, Trey Lance at number three, which I think was the right selection, in my opinion. Uh, I'd rather take that upside. But the thing with the 49ers is, and like you said with the Aaron Rodgers thing, it's like this roster is built to win now. They were just in a Super Bowl two years ago. And so I don't, I don't know if Trey Lance will – will start he I don't think he'll start at the beginning of the year I think it will still be Jimmy G but will they bring Lance in that's a really good question but I think one of the biggest things in this top five also was the Bengals going with Jamar Chase and reconnecting him with Joe Burrow instead of going Panay Sewell you know when you get a quarterback who gets injured like Joe Burrow did last year a season ending injury and you don't take like a Panay Sewell to protect him you get him another weapon in Jamar Chase it's interesting I probably would have went with Sewell just to protect Burrow, um, but they decided to go with another weapon. Yeah, it was – I probably would have gone the route of protecting Burrow just just for the fact that he was he was injured, obviously, last year in a, what was a gruesome injury, and, and you want him to, to be healthy and have a stable offensive line to be able to protect your asset there. But, um, you know, him him teaming up again with Jamar Chase isn't isn't the worst deal for them. And then Jalen Waddle going right after him at, at number six there to to Miami was was an interesting one. I know it was kind of funny that Tua was back with uh, Jalen Waddle, and then you have um, you know obviously Chase and Burrow. So that was and then, kind of the college connections. And there. then Devontae Smith with uh, Jalen Hurts, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, they were yeah. together in Alabama for a time there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point too. So, I you know the the Dolphins needed to 
another playmaker they they invested in Tua. I don't I don't know if they're totally sold on Tua, uh, but they you know they went in that direction to where um, you know they kind of came out and said last the end of last year that you know made it clear that he's going to be their guy and they're going to go with him moving forward. Um, at number seven, you had the Lions taking Panay Sewell. I think that was one, once it got down to that point where, you know, you, you knew the quarterbacks were going, you knew Jamar Chase could, could go there. Um, a lot of playmakers off the board, Kyle Pitts at four to Atlanta was obvious. So at that point it was, it was Sewell for the Lions. who was pretty much, I think the, the safest player on the board at that point um, in terms of what they, what they were able to do um, just, I mean, the way he moves at offensive tackle is pretty, pretty outrageous. The, the Lions offensive line, you know, it's the deepest part of their team where they have Frank Ragnow, who, who's now the highest paid center in the game. They just gave him an, an extension. Um, and then Taylor Decker over there on the left side, if he gets healthy, moves Sewell over to the right. And all of a sudden your offensive line is, is shaping up to, you know, to be in pretty good shape. So that was, that was something that was, I think, good for Detroit and, and a good, you know, and what was a good overall draft, I think, for Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes if, in their first draft. Say you had this pick. Say we, we started the draft. You're at seven here with the Lions. If you didn't take Sewell, who would have you liked to see them pick instead? Considering all the other guys. With off, who are, with who, yeah, yeah, with who was available at that pick. Was there any any other pick that you would have rather seen them go for here? Yeah, if I would have gotten another guy, it would have been Justin Fields. I yeah, think would have gotten quarterback. Yeah, that that um, I think it was between Fields and Sewell for me. I think we we were, we were together watching this draft tonight. And those are the two names I said. Um, mm-hmm. Both are justifiable, so I'm not really mad about the pick. But I wouldn't have hated Justin Fields either. They were never going to go corner with with going no. with Okuda last year. Nope. Um, even though that's still a position of of need at depth, it was a. Uh, is something that we're gonna they weren't gonna do. So it it's just, you know, you get a guy like that who who's really versatile, you know, who can who can run block, who who's quick moving side to side in the pass game and, and pass protecting and and doing all the things really you you would ask for in an offensive lineman. Um, you know, you had JC Horn and Pat Sertain going back to back at corner at, you know, eight nine. It was uh you know, they're they were really close in terms of their prospect. Um, rankings in terms of Horn and Sertain at, at their positions. Uh, then you had Devontae Smith at number 10 to the Eagles. I think that was, you know, that's something they they needed to provide a weapon for Jalen Hurts. I think they were going to, uh, I don't know what receiver they like best, but but Devontae Smith is a guy that's going to give them a, uh, a, obviously a guy who's a, a deep ball threat, you know, down the field. He's very fast off the line of scrimmage, as we saw in, in college, so uh, that was something that was big for them. And then, obviously, you get to Justin Fields, who was the really the big explosion. You know, not surprise, but but first, really noticeable. Like, hey, you know, this is kind of unexpected thing. A big pick, just because uh, he fell round. so much. And then, and then the fact that Chicago traded up to get him. Yeah, that too. You know, that was that was it. So, yeah, because it, it, there you didn't really see a team in that area because, you know, the Chargers weren't going to take a quarterback at 13. You know, Dallas didn't need a quarterback. The Eagles didn't need a quarterback. Uh, so it was like, well, when is he going to go and who's going to trade up to get him? Yep. And, yeah, of course, I, that's the, when Chicago traded up, we all knew it was going to happen right there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, once they traded up, it was obvious what they're going to do. I don't. Chicago obviously needed to to do something to not only make up for the Mitch Trubisky debacle that what that you know when they drafted him and and the backlash they've had from that and just the poor you know the very mediocre play from him at least and I feel like as an organization they felt like they needed to make a splash and and why not take the chance here with Justin Fields I know they they went out and um signed Andy Dalton Andy Dalton yep in the offseason that's never a long-term solution or answer for you in the quarterback room so you might as well you may as well go and get a guy that you know depending on the scout you talk to some people love him thought he was a top two quarterback in the draft some people are really uh kind of nervous cool. about i guess his uh yep his his decision making you know and just his uh you know i i was concerned about him holding the ball too long in in some of the games and, and being very hesitant in 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 the pocket and uh you know when the play breaks down or, or if he gets you know first second read taken away then he's you know, kind of holds it, holds it, like we saw against Indiana Northwestern, but also had some games where he was he was unbelievable. So um, it didn't look like that at all. So, but I just felt like as an organization, Chicago felt like they had to do it. I have no idea if it's going to work out, but but either way, be, is the right pick. Even if, yeah. I mean, you had to do it. Yeah, I think at that point it was they saw an opportunity. They saw he didn't go in the top ten, so. They figure, okay, this is this is where we're gonna do it. So, so yeah, credit they them did for, it all right for that. They did it. They did the so, thing. No doubt. Cowboys, Cowboys at twelve. You know they go with Parsons. Um, they need some defensive help. He was one of the top linebackers on the board, and and they snagged him. Can't really argue. Can't argue that pick much. Um, a lot of you know a few, handful of Big Ten guys here. Obviously the. Rashawn Slater, you know, to the Chargers. That was back that was to a, back. That was a good Big pick Ten too. pick. So that was, and then, you know, the mo- another notable, you know, another quarterback, Mac Jones. Uh, some people 15. were talking about the yeah to fifteen to the Patriots, where they some people thought the Patriots would have to trade up uh, to get a guy like him, especially hearing all the reports that he could go three to San Francisco and all this and that. And and I, I think the Patriots have to be happy considering that they didn't really have to do anything in terms of movement right. or, or giving anything up to, to get a guy that they obviously like. Um, I don't know if they would have liked him that much to move up, you know, to get him. but right. as he fell there, you might as well have taken him, Right. Yeah. So, no doubt. They did. So yeah, that, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if Mac Jones will play this year. He could, I'm not going to say he's not going to, uh, it'll be interesting because when the Patriots are implementing their system this summer, Mac Jones and Cam Newton are two very different quarterbacks that require two very different systems. So it's not like, you know, halfway through the season, it might be a little bit more difficult to just say, oh, Mac Jones will start you now because you're going to have to change really your whole scheme at that point because Cam Newton's kind of a really unique player, um, run the ball a lot. And he, 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 I mean, look, at he had like how many rushing touchdowns last year is ridiculous. So kind of changes the way you run your offense. So that'll be, an interesting thing to look out for as well. What about um? I liked you know, staying with the Big Ten. Obviously at twenty, this isn't the Big Ten, but that Kadarius Tony I really like from Florida. Um, that went to the Giants, but twenty one Quiddy Pay, um, on the edge at 
at defensive end. It was good to see him go, uh, especially considering how his how his career ended at Michigan. You know, he was hurt, uh, missed the last few games, so wasn't able to finish it out the way he wanted to. But but for him to get in that system and a system that has been really good defensively under Frank Reich, I know he's an offensive coach, but they've been great on defense uh, since he's been there. Uh, defensive line has been a strong suit of that team in terms of rushing the passer, stopping the run. And, and for him to, to kind of fit in there and, and maybe get in that rotation, you know, as the second uh, pass rusher, you know, that, that's, that's big for him. I think that's, that's a really good fit for, for Cody Pay there for the, uh, to the Colts. For me, in the first round, kind of sticking in the Big Ten as well, it's funny, we talked about this uh, on the preview show, is I really like Baltimore um, taking Rashad Bateman. He's a really, really good wide receiver. Yeah. And that was another Big Ten pick that Baltimore needed a wide receiver, and I think Bateman can come in and contribute right away. What do you think about the running backs with Harris and back ETN back. going back to back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was interesting. It it I thought the Steelers getting Najee was interesting because they obviously don't believe in James Conner as a workhorse back. Apparently, James Conner I thought was fine, uh, but Pittsburgh usually only uses one running back. They don't usually go with the running back by committee. So it'll be interesting to see. Hey, are they going to go? Najee? You almost have to now. I mean, it's what oh really by committee. To, yeah, because mm-hmm. guys can't stay healthy. Ah, uh, but right, Pitt, really Pittsburgh's one of the few teams who usually just runs their one guy. Don't know if that'll happen still. And then ETN, did you see the news reports coming out? And not that it means much, but him taking the snaps at wide receiver. And I don't know if yeah, it's I could see that. I, I mean, could see that. Yeah. I I don't. I, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that, but. I think both of these guys are talented and they'll get a lot of meaningful playing time this year, I believe. And Jacksonville, they'll be interesting to watch. They'll be fun to watch. I don't know if they'll be win a lot of games, but they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Ever since the, with Harris and Pittsburgh, ever since the Le'Veon Bell situation in Pittsburgh, where he obviously held out and, and ended up, you know, going to the jets and kind of, you know, his career stagnated from there. But, Ever since then, they've they've been really dying for a running game, and you know James Conner, while he's you know he provided something for them and you know some stability, you know banged up, you know he's he, he could not field. stay healthy, for right? Yeah, um, no, he couldn't. Big Ben was he's obviously regressing, so you really need to uh, be able to rely on on a guy who is a physical in between the tackles runner like Najee Harris, but can also you know obviously accelerate, you know, when he gets by the the second the second level of the defense and be able to accelerate and and break off some big runs. So just a guy who can give you, you know, 20, 25 carries a game if you need it. Uh, you know, who, who can help you control the ball. So Big Ben doesn't have to like in the Cleveland game in the playoffs where he's throwing 60 times or whatever right. it was, set some type of a record for a playoff game. Um when you the guy's elbows falling off basically. Yeah, you so. don't you don't want to old big Ben throwing the ball that much. Yeah. And obviously that game was kind of, it was kind of fluky with the, you know, the thing that happened, the, the snap by Pouncey in the, on the first play, uh, it had him playing from behind. So there's some fluke things that happened to where, okay, there was no choice but to pass it once he got down multiple touchdowns, but, um, but it's not a situation consistently where you want to see uh, big Ben having to throw the ball that many times and they did get in those types of situations a lot last year, even with a good defense. Um, you know, they, when they played from 
you know, ahead and their defense was able to, their offense was able to score early. The defense was able to play the lead. They looked like a really good team. And then we saw in the second half of the season where they just totally fell apart. Yeah, that was, uh, so it was, and they, I don't think, I they, think they didn't have the toughest schedule them. either. No, they didn't. And they didn't the have the toughest so schedule at all. That was another right. thing. But yeah. that, I don't, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs this year. They may not. They I are in know. one of the harder division, tougher divisions in the NFL. So I I think Cle- I like Cleveland and Baltimore both more than Pittsburgh. I'll tell you that much. I think Cincinnati will improve. Oh improve yeah, greatly. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna I be a they're, lot better. I think they're kind of gradually coming up and and will kind of like Cleveland. You know how we saw them kind of gradually right get better and better. I think Cincinnati they they won't make the playoffs, but I Seven, think they'll take wins. a step toward yeah toward five hundred. Yeah, I think they yep. could do that. No doubt, in a couple breaks. But and then one more, um, you know, just to note it, you know, Greg Newsom from from Northwestern went twenty six to Cleveland, so that's two Northwestern guys in the first round. I don't know when's the last time that's happened, but uh, that's that's really impressive for for that school, obviously, to be able to get to get two in the first round. Your guy from um, Miami, your guy Phillips, Jalen Phillips, yeah, yep, first guy he off of the position and, at his position, yep. uh, going staying in Miami. Going to the Dolphins, so yeah, mm-hmm. I think I, I really I like the Dolphins draft, and uh, they I don't know I think they'll make the playoffs this year. I don't know if they'll be Super Bowl contenders, uh, but yeah, that's a that's a great pick for the Dolphins. I think uh, Phillips has had some injury history. Uh, he almost quit playing the game when he was at UCLA. I believe he had like a torn ACL, uh, almost almost quit playing, and then he ended up transferring to Miami, and he had a really good year this last year, and. Uh, so it's good to see him out there. Hopefully he can stay healthy. And if he does, I think he'll be a really great pick for the Dolphins. What about your guy, Greg? Greg Rossell. Yeah, he didn't play. The, he's, he sat out this year. Uh, so we didn't mm-hmm. get to see him much this year. I would have liked to. Uh, Jalen Phillips kind of took his spot this year. But mm-hmm. we'll see. You know, the Bills getting more uh, pass rushers on defense too, which I think is huge because, you know, when you're going to be going against guys like Patrick Mahomes, what, well, how did the Bucks beat Patrick Mahomes? Well, they got to the quarterback. So I think getting a pass rusher like, uh, like Greg there, that that's huge. And uh, would have liked to see him playing this year, especially when we played like Clemson to get to Trevor Lawrence. But hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll pan out as well. Um, he hasn't had the injury history like Phillips, but Phillips played this year, so I gave him the edge in the, uh, in the draft position there. Yeah. Would you do you have any second round? I I don't have it up here right now, but um, can get to the second round uh picks just just to kind of get don't have to go through it pick by pick, to, no. but just um maybe any pick a- anything that kind of stood out, you know, two three guys that that you really liked or or what a particular team did that you well, liked uh in the second or third I, round. For just talking about the Lions, I like everything they did, uh, building from the inside yeah. out, really, you know, staying with the interior defensive linemen. I really like that. And then um, I thought it was interesting that Arizona got another wide receiver in Rondell Moore from Purdue. I, I really like Moore. Mm-hmm. I like watching him at Purdue. I know he's, he's like 5'7", but he's really fun to watch. Uh, so they've got a ton of wide receivers, and that might be the best offense in the NFL this year. So it's going to be fun to watch because, you know, you already have D-Hop there. You have Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, you bring in more. 
You got uh, Andy Isabella, I believe. Um, so they, they've got a ton of wide receivers there. And uh, seeing Kyler and Cliff work together here, I, th- I think Kyler could be in for a huge year. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd be remiss not to talk about Dwayne Eskridge yeah, uh, from I, Western I knew Michigan, that. considering that I, you know, I covered him and and knew him in my time, um, you know, at, at on the Western Michigan football beat as a as a sports editor in college. Uh, this is a guy who people who who know me and know me from there, you know, know, but um, know what I'm going to say, but but just a guy who it, without without the without this season, you know, Mac, the Mac was going to, they were the first ones to cancel the season and, and say, we're not going to play because of COVID. And, and all of a sudden, you know, everything gets back going. They played the shortened season and he, and he just goes off uh, like he never has before. Um, He, you know, his first three years, he, they had him at receiver, you know, they put him at, at corner. Tim Lester did last season. He went out in the fourth game with a, with a broken collarbone when he was playing receiver, you know, both sides of the ball, he did, he did a couple of years ago, but this past season, he showed kind of everything. He showed his ability to, to uh, route run, you know, he's quicker on his route running and his cutting. Um, he can, he can do the out routes. He can get up the field, you know, run after catch. Uh, he, he's a deep threat. You know, he can, he, he's a burner. He's in the, in the kick, kick return. He can, he can do some damage. He had multiple, uh, you know, long kick returns for, for touchdowns in his career at Western Michigan. So uh, just an overall, versatile guy and obviously like i said play some defense so is kind of willing to do whatever it takes to to make a roster um so that was that was fun to see him go uh especially westerns been a few years since they've they've had someone in you know selected so right so that was fun and obviously rooting for him yeah the only the other thing as far as like a team i thought did well i thought the lions actually were one of the better drafts and I thought Carolina had a really good draft as well. Getting the tight end from Notre Dame in the third round. A lot of people yeah. say that that's a good value pick. And then they had the uh, wide receiver from, was it, it was, I'm not, was it USU, LSU, sorry, Terrence Marshall. Terrence mm-hmm. Marshall, I thought that was yep. a really good pick. He slipped in the second round. Um, and I believe they also got uh, an interior defensive lineman early second round. I could be wrong on that. But I thought they did a really good job of kind of like the Lions building from the inside and adding a few weapons and giving Sam Darnold something to work with. So I, I really like their draft um, and the Lions, of course. I did like this 2-2 Atwell from Louisville. I saw him play a couple games earlier in the season, just fast as all get out, small, um, really small. But I, he, for him to go to the Rams, that's very interesting with – I think it's a perfect fit. You know, they like those guys who are, who are quick, can get off inside and, you know, uh, be able to win off the line of scrimmage, get some mismatches with linebackers and crossing routes and uh, just be able to use them in a lot of different ways. So I think for Sean McVay and Matt Stafford, you know, that's a, a valuable weapon to have as a young guy to be able to create some mismatches in that, in that offense. Um, Kyle Trask to the, to the bucks at the end of the second round there, that was, yeah. that was the next, um, Next quarterback off the board, correct? After the yep, it was yeah, late after, second round. Yep. So it was one of the questions I asked when we said questions. What? When, when remember on the last episode, my one, yeah. cur- one of my curiosities: when the, would the next quarterback go, and who would it be? And trash yep. to the Bucks. Who knows if he'll ever play? But um, 
Right. He'll be the backup. Well, Brady's got about years. 10 more years left. Right, him, at this so. rate. At this rate, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's wise by the Bucks to at least have a security blanket. And and if if Trask doesn't isn't the next guy, you know, or, or Brady just suddenly starts regressing because of his age, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen, but uh, you never yeah. know. So it's good to have, you know, at Brady's age, uh, someone who can kind of, at least start to to see, you know, you can take a look at him and see if if okay, is this guy going to be ready in a couple of years? If not, we'll we'll reevaluate and and go to the next draft or or get someone in free agency once uh once Tom Brady retires. So, um, so yeah, smart smart by the Bucks there. Um, you know, just kind of looking through it. There's that's kind of all I had to say yeah, on the I second think, round. I think that about. I yeah. don't know if there's much else to. Uh... I don't have much else to say on it. I don't know if you do. Yeah, they're not, you know, kind of the top two rounds. That's kind of all I wanted to break down. Um, You know, talk about, you know, a couple of Michigan, like Ambry Thomas. You know, Ambry Thomas went in the third round for Michigan. Um, You saw a lot of the Michigan guys who didn't play. Obviously, Nico Collins, Ambry Thomas, you know, Quiddy Pay, guys who were hurt. Um, A lot of the guys who Michigan desperately needed, you know, this past year were were drafted. not that that had anything to do with it had something to do with their record because they obviously needed players who were going to get drafted, but good to see them go and, you know, be able to live out a, a dream as well. So, yeah, no doubt. So yeah. All right. That's kind of the, the recap of the NFL draft there. So right. move us along awesome. to the NBA yes, playoffs. Sir. All right. So new thing this year in the NBA playoffs, for those who don't know, is we have a play in tournament and how this is going to work is the seven and eight seeds in both the Eastern and Western Conference, will play each other. The winner will advance to be the seventh seed and play the second-seeded team in that conference. The loser of that game will play the winner of the nine and ten seed. The winner of that game will then play the one seed and be the eighth seed. It's a little complicated. Um, You basically get one shot. If you're the nine and ten seed, and you get two chances if you're the seventh and eighth seed. So it'll be interesting, and... I think the place to start with this is in the West when in the play-in tournament here in the seventh and eighth spot, you have the Lakers and the Warriors. That is probably going to be must-see TV when you have Steph Curry and LeBron James going at it in a best-of-one game series, really, to see who gets that seventh seed in the West. Yeah, that's that's something that's kind of a – obviously, we were used to seeing the LeBron, uh, you know, Steph battles and – you know, when LeBron was in Cleveland and, and Steph was winning the titles with, you know, Clay and Draymond and then later Durant with uh with Golden State. So that's kind of a something that we haven't seen in a while in terms of them going at each other in meaningful games. Uh so that'll be something that everyone I think will have their eyes on on, on Wednesday. And when when I by everyone I mean more people than nobody, it which is <laughs> kind of what the NBA ratings has been this year. So they, they really need this, I think, for something to kickstart. Yeah. I, I want to say the season uh, really. because there's just not a whole lot of people paying attention, Unless, I feel, to the, really, to the league. So they, yeah. they need this week to be good for them. I feel like heading ca- into the playoffs. casuals aren't really watching. Like, I mean, like I watch almost every Wizards game I can watch, I watch. Other than that, like I don't really watch other teams that much. Um, and I don't mm. think like casuals or people who – don't really care about a certain team. I don't think they're tuning into the NBA right now, which is an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's always been an issue, but it's worse than ever right now. They need to do something. 
because the regular season is just sometimes it's really bad basketball. Let's just be honest. Yeah, it's just become a joke, I think, at this point, um, to put it bluntly. But but I'll the the thing about it is, you know, I, I do tune into the the big games, you know, the ones that, you know, are gonna be on ABC on Saturday night or they might yeah. have a, a TNT Thursday night game, you know, those marquee matchups, and then you go to turn it on and Kyrie is taking a vacation and you know, you have multiple players hurt and <laughs> Uh, you know, on each team, and it's just yeah, it guys be- rest your starters, and and all of a sudden you're watching a, you know, two pretty average teams. Right. Other that otherwise would be really good teams if their starters are playing. Yeah, so for sure. So starting this off, you like the Lakers or the Warriors to win that uh that play-in game there? I mean, with the Lakers, it, you have the home court advantage there. You're you're thinking that you know they're with the experience and, and they're just their overall roster. I mean, if they're, when they're healthy, um, it's been a struggle in that regard, these last, you know, several couple months with them really uh, just to be able to get healthy and, and uh, you know, gel as a team. I mean, they're the fact that they're even in this position is kind of mind boggling considering, you know, they're the reigning champions. They, their roster, yes, it changed, but it, you know, you still have LeBron AD at your core. You have Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench. You have, you know, a guy that, uh, you know, KCP who was there, you know, experienced um, last year. So, uh, you know, a lot of the same guys. So just, you know, some tweaks in here and there, but um, yeah. kind of concerning that they're there, but I, I would pick the Lakers in the game. Just, just consider, you know, it's, it's tough for me to go against a LeBron, a LeBron led team in a meaningful game. And so I, I definitely can't see him losing twice. Yeah, no. In, in my, in my humble opinion here, I think, I don't know, but I, I, what I'm, my opinion is both of them are going to get in. I think whatever one loses will probably play Memphis and probably beat Memphis. That would be my opinion. It doesn't matter which one. Uh, but I do see both the Lakers and the Warriors getting in. Steph is having an MVP caliber season. If they had Clay, this team could be really deadly. Uh, but they're still a pretty good team. Steph, I think Steph will get him to the playoffs, and so that'll be fun to watch. But like you said, but the the Lakers, it, it's been weird this year, man. I mean, LeBron getting hurt, AD being hurt, Dennis Schroeder being hurt it's tough when you have all these injuries to kind of get back in a groove sometimes. So that, that makes me nervous. And LeBron, it, it wasn't anything, but he did sprain his ankle there on the Saturday night there, Sunday night, whatever Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday last night he did. He like twisted his ankle a little bit. He was fine, but still, I mean, still he's doing that. Like every time he steps on the court yeah, nowadays, seems like he's, 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 he's so he's, durable. He's, he's it's, just, it's yeah. weird to see. So, so. Yeah, on that side, I do see both the Lakers and the Warriors being the two winners of the uh, the playing games there to secure. This I will spot. say I'm vehemently rooting against the Lakers. I mean, they they become a very unlikable team, um, and I don't think that was the case last year. This is just my opinion. Um, you know, when, I want the Warriors to win. Yeah, with with LeBron obviously saying that you know come whoever's idea it was to come up with the play in tournament, they should be fired. And then you go and check the, the receipts on that, I guess. Um, LeBron, it was LeBron's idea. The play in <laughs> tournament. So, and obviously, you know, he, you know, people said, Oh, he said that during COVID and, you know, just for something like that last year and, you know, whatever, well, but 
but still, I mean, he came up with the general baseline of the idea. So and the NBA probably took it and said, oh, okay, you know, maybe we should do something like this. Maybe, so. maybe he's lucky because they, they might not have made the playoffs if they played these last 10 games. Right. Yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're, yeah. they, the season was 10 games short. Let's not forget. Right. It wasn't they an 82 game season. You could have spiraled out of control there and it, and it started to, you know, they, it they was. had to. So they they really started to drop in the standings. So and I, I I am and I don't have I like LeBron. Um, I think he's a like I think he's the greatest basketball player of all time. I, you know, arguably, obviously, but uh, it's he he's become an unlikable figure. I think in the sport, um, you know, with yeah with the things he, he says that are just unfactual and and spreading, uh, basically lies socially. I that, that's my opinion, but. Um, so yeah and, and Steph Curry's just been another level unreal you know carrying a Warriors roster that is just not as talented as it's, as a lot of these other teams and he's he's done a great job with it so. it's kind of funny because it used to be like the Warriors were the hated team and then like LeBron's team was like the underdog that everyone mm-hmm. seemed to root for now it's kind of the opposite because Curry's yeah. kind of mm-hmm. carrying his team it's just kind right. of funny how things switch but here's my question for you is as I look in the Western Conference here, I don't know. I I don't know who I like to win. And usually the NBA is a is a sport where you're like, oh, you know who's going to the finals. I mean, this is clear cut. That's kind of been an issue. But I look at the Western Conference and and I don't know. I I I don't know. Last I looked, the Lakers were the favorite, but this was like a couple weeks ago. I highly doubt they are still. Um and it's hard for me to trust a Utah or a Phoenix just with the lack of playoff experience. And I don't know. It's just confusing. And I could almost see all these teams making a run. So who do you like to come out of the Western Conference? I don't know if – I mean, Utah has playoff experience. It's just they haven't had deep playoff experience run just yet. Um, so they're a team that, I mean, I'd look for just in terms of their consistency and – and the way they they play and, and and like we saw you know a guy like Donovan Mitchell not just what he's done this year this year but I mean last season in that first round it was it was incredible so you would you'd figure they would be able to take that next step and and have a chance to I think at least get to the the conference finals here and and have a chance to to really do some damage so the issue is for Utah or Phoenix either of them could be playing LeBron in the first round and you can't really favor either of them going against LeBron. I mean, you could, uh, but I don't know if I will. So that's, that's what's really making this interesting yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's I like we saw with the Lakers in the beginning in the playoff portion last year, where everyone thought they were in a tailspin and, and they seemed to be able to turn it on and, and kind of the, the flip of, of a switch, as they say. So, I don't know. Yeah, that that's definitely an obstacle in the way. Um, you know, whoever gets the the one seed there. I mean, who Suns or, or Jazz are the one seed? I mean, it was up in the air the last you, time. I, Utah's I the one seed. Okay, so yeah, it'll be Phoenix. Uh, it, it would be Phoenix, right? Two seven. If the Lakers are the seven. If the, if the Lakers win on Wednesday, then they would play Phoenix. If they lose Wednesday right. and then win Friday, they would play Utah. They'd be the eight. Yeah. So. So yeah, I guess that depends on you don't on really that. Know. <laughs> you don't see the old one eight matchup, you know, favoring the eight seed. But I mean, that, no, when's happen. the last time an eight even beat a one? It, it was. Uh, we believe. Wasn't it? Is the we wasn't the Warriors? 
Yeah, the Baron Davis Warriors yeah, team. The right? We Believe team, yeah. Over uh, Dallas. Over yep. Dallas. Dirk Nowitzki. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. So that was a, that, that would be something. And that would be, it would totally be, uh, it wouldn't be a surprise. That would be the thing. But, and then, I mean, you look through the rest of this, so like, I would say Denver might be my favorite, but they don't have Jamal Murray. So then that kind of right. makes me skeptical on them. Well, the, yeah. The, the Clippers. You always, I know he, yeah, you, you sleep on the Clippers. I think I, that, but it's just because of last year. But I, I yeah. would say, if I had to say right now, who do I think is going to win the West? It, I'd probably say the Clippers. Just That's what I'd say, too. It, it has to be your favorite, um, just, just and, with Paul yeah. George and Kawhi. Right, and you look at the you know the the star power on the roster, and they're still deep. You know they still have a deep team, and uh, I think they learned. You know you can take some lessons learned from from last season for sure, and, and just that that sheer hunger to be able to kind of redeem themselves from that. Um, you know, Ka- Kawhi Kawhi has to I think kind of not reestablish himself, but say, hey, you know I'm still here and and ready to make another finals run um, in the midst of all this craziness and what, and what is the Western conference. So because they, um, they shrunk yeah. in game seven last year against the nuggets. What it, and, and in game five and in game six, they had <laughs> and Paul, Paul George and Kawhi in game seven against the nuggets had six combined points in the second half. That is not close. Well, that, that's, that's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Well, and, and, and even disregarding that, I mean, weren't they, they were up, like 21 points in game five weren't they in like the third I think quarter so. yeah and, and 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 can't even finish that out so that's almost worse than the game seven thing to where you they're both even, bad yeah you can't even finish a game um, um you know when you have when you're up that much you know yeah, that's in, in a closeout games and so, a playoff series uh, yeah and, and it'll can paul george get over you know the ghost of what seems to be you know some higher power haunting him you know turning him into some uh scrub at you know the y the local ymca in the playoffs the caveman <laughs> right <laughs> oh gosh the caveman yeah yeah that's oh, that's nuts but oh. yeah so that'll be that'll be a thing to watch what about over there in the east yeah there? that's what i was just about to say so we've got the celtics um without jalen brown taking on the wizards in the 7-8 tomorrow night at nine o'clock winner will advance to take on brooklyn uh the loser yep. will take on the winner of the pacers and hornets game and the winner of that game will advance to play the 76ers. So, right. who do you like in the Wizards-Celtics game? We'll start in the 7-8 over here. Well, with the way the Wizards are playing, I mean, I think it's going to be hard to go against them, um, especially when you think about the Wizards, you know, they're total opposite situations in terms of just the team trajectories, I guess, and, and kind of expectations where – the Wizards, I know a lot of their fans were expecting, you know, hey, we'll at least get in the playoffs. And, you know, we have Westbrook Beal in the backcourt. How could he possibly not make the playoffs, regardless of the rest of the roster? But, you know, they've, they've had some guys who have stepped up outside of Westbrook and Beal. Westbrook's obviously been on another level. And Beal is just so consistent and obviously has a hamstring injury now that he has to get through. But, um, you know, when guys like Rui Hachimura step up and, you know, like you've been talking about Gafford and the trade they got has been phenomenal. Um, you know, you have like Neto play, playing well off the bench and it just really good overall play. And, and with the way times. they're, yep, and he shoot the ball. So the way they're playing late and, and when you're kind of, they're kind of playing with that, 
um, house money. You know what I mean? Right. And the Celtics are, are a team that's okay. They were supposed to be, you know, kind of the next up and coming team, right. To challenge for championships by now, you know, they have a, a star in the making Jason Tatum, they have Jalen Brown. They brought in Kemba Walker to be a difference maker when Kyrie wasn't really doing it for them. And, and now they're just, they're, they're disappointing. They're, they're a dud. Um, and that and that's I think that's a tough pill to swallow in these type of games, you know. Um, and I still think Brad Stevens is a good coach, but you got to go the team that's hot, and that's that's Washington right now. So what Washington is on an absolute tear since uh, April seventh, seventeen wins, most in the NBA. They've been on fire, and the games they're losing, they're barely losing. And right. most of those losses are on Scott Brooks. If we're being honest, um, I know both of us have watched most of the ending of these games that they lose by one point. And some of the personnel they have in the game just doesn't make sense. They're going with three-guard lineups, and you're having Rui on the bench in one game against Atlanta. It's just – it's frustrating. Yeah. But Well, not to mention the, the one game where he didn't – instead of fouling a team under your own basket – okay, there's less than three seconds left. Even if you steal the ball, which they did, they stole the ball, you have two dribbles and you have to take a three-quarters court shot. Right. Instead of being able to set up, you know, down two or three and then maybe advance the ball past midcourt. Right. Um, at least on a long pass and be able to shoot. So just stuff like that, you know, yeah. he's just it, been it, bad it, with if, late if, games. If Brooks can get out, Scott Brooks can get out, out of his own way. Um, I like the Wizards to win this game. And take on the Nets, which I don't like. I would have rather seen them play the 76ers and be in the top half of this bracket, but it is what it is. I'm not going to root for them to lose. So I do like the Wizards to win that game. And I'm pretty sure the Pacers are dealing with a ton of injury right now in the 9 10 matchup. So I do like the Hornets to knock off the Pacers and play the Celtics for that eighth spot. Yeah, that'll be. Hornets Celtics that'll be I mean the Hornets are fun to watch with obviously with Lamella Ball and what he's been able to do Miles Bridges has really stepped up his game and looked good uh you know even better than he did at Michigan State a lot of the time um same thing with Jaron Jackson over there for the Grizzlies but I'm glad he's back by the way Jackson I mean they're kind of a different team with him in the lineup It, it took a while for him to come back from that knee injury but but he's J- back. J- Jaron plays for the Grizzlies. Grizzlies, that's what I said. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. I, I misheard. Yeah. I thought you were still talking about the Hornets. Yeah, he's been. I, uh, I was just talking about the Michigan State guys. Oh yeah, he with Miles Bridges. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. Miles, Miles. They both have had. I mean, Jaron more so last year, but Miles has had a really big year this year. Um, him and mm-hmm. Lamelo seem to play really well together, and the Hornets are really just an interesting team in general to see what direction they'll kind of take going forward. I mean, they seem to be on the come up, and I, I really like LaMelo Ball. I think he's going to be a really good player. Yeah, in terms of the teams who could get in, I mean, the only one that could challenge someone is the Wizards, I think, with with the way they're playing and the explosive backcourt and just considering they're so hard to guard. You know, if, if they play the Brooklyn, I mean, they'll – could you imagine those spreads? Oh my god! I mean, you might <laughs> you, imagine the over unders. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I meant. The over unders. Oh yeah, uh, the, it's gonna be like two forty seven. <laughs> right, it'll be ridiculous. I mean, you might have a one forty three to one thirty nine game in there. You know, in regulation, and <laughs> that's not not even overtime. I, I, it would be. I think they could push them to six or maybe seven games. I, I do like the Nets out of the East still. 
I'm concerned mm. with the chemistry like we saw with the Clippers last year when their guys were sitting. Uh, they, they fell yeah. apart in the playoffs. They didn't have that chemistry. I'm worried about that with the Nets. But I do still have to favor the Nets to come out of the East. Um, probably probably pretty clear, in my opinion, over all these other teams. But, yeah, I could see the Wizards pushing them to six games, maybe seven. And seeing yeah. KD versus Russ, that would be fun to watch too. You're not putting any money on the Knicks to get to the finals? No. No. <laughs> no. No, I'm sorry. Regular season that, team. That, that's an intriguing four or five, though. That the Knicks fact and Hawks. that one of them are going to have a chance to make the Eastern Conference Finals is going to be I know. weird. Yeah. It really mm-hmm. weird. Uh, that that That's why I said the top half of that bracket is yeah. a little bit easier because if, say, the Wizards were to get the eight spot and beat the 76ers, I would rather play either the Knicks or the Hawks rather than the yeah. um, Bucks or Heat. And I would rather play the right. 76ers than the Nets. So it, it seems like that top half is so much easier. But gotta, Yeah, the Heat are a sneaky six seed there. They with, are. With the, it, with the way they started, and now they're eight games over 500. They're playing pretty good basketball. And they were so. six seed last year too, I'm pretty sure. They were, weren't they? Yep. Yeah, so so yeah, you got to watch out for them. They're, they'll, sneak, they'll sneak up on you. So they're uh can't count them out i am glad to see the hawks in there you know trey young in his first playoff series will be fun uh the knicks will be fun just considering the story they've been julius randall and and just a bunch of guys who are you know him and rj average but yeah rj Barrett's, Barrett's kind of good big, bigger name yeah right so derrick rose obviously you know you root for him uh as coming from detroit and just the journey he's been That's- on as a as just like rooting interest, who do you want to win? Do you want the Hawks or do you want the Knicks? Um, uh, I I want the Hawks. Yeah, I mean, me the too. Hawks. Me too. They um, either way, I mean, doesn't doesn't really matter to me. But I would like to see Trey Young, um, just because he's such an exciting player. I would like to see them advance and Nate around. Nate McMillan's been a great coach for them since he stepped in too. What do you think about the state of the Bucks? I mean it. The, the reports are if if the Bucks don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, then Budenholzer's gone. I would argue well, he's that he's gone. Yeah, well, I, I would <laughs> that argue case. that if if they don't make the finals, he's gone. I mean, that, that's what I would argue. Do, I mean, I, I I'm not bought into the Bucks. Are you? Because I'm just I'm not sold. No, at all. No, like, I, mean, I could I, see them losing in the first round. Honestly, you think so yeah. yeah, to the Heat, literally. They could, and then they could lose. I could see the Wizards beating them. I could see the Nets beating them. Um, so I mean, there's, there's a lot of teams. I could see almost every team in the Eastern Conference beating them. Like I, just not very nervous. Wouldn't be very well, nervous playing them. It'll be, it'll be put up or shut up time for, for the Bucks. This, you know, this season. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's. I mean, they, you know, they they went and got Drew Holiday to help Giannis, mm-hmm. and then they have Chris Middleton. So, it's it's time to either. You know, like you say, step up or something's got to change because it ain't working. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, they do a lot of things well. Like they, you know, they rebound the ball. They, you know, they they shoot it well from the field. You know, they don't shoot it great from three. It's just average. So, I don't know. It's 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 still a weird team to me. It doesn't have a great feel. Uh, no. But they're you know when you have get when you have Giannis and. Giannis has got to he's got to step up and lead the team. I mean, ultimately, it's going to fall on, not fall on him, but people are going to look at him and say, okay, is, and maybe they shouldn't question it, but at some point, your your perennial superstar, you know, people want to see you 
get deeper in the playoffs, make some runs, compete for some titles. So uh, that'll need to happen here for him soon. Otherwise, um, you know, Milwaukee's either going to have to bring in another another star or blow it or up something. So yeah, so we'll it, see. Yeah, last year seems like it would have been the Bucks year to do it too. Seemed like it. That's but what everyone seemed to think too. Before they at least just to make the finals, worked by the yeah, just got worked by Miami. Literally, um, just wasn't even wasn't even competitive. Hardly no, it's bad. So, and it, it might was, happen I again mean, if it ha- yeah. if they, if they get knocked out in the first round, he's gone. Yeah, I oh, he's done. That. It's over. They'll fire him. You know, they might fire him before he gets on the plane. <laughs> no, I was gonna say before <laughs> before the last game's over, he might be gone. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they might not even give him his team meal after nope. after the game. So. <laughs> All right, you got anything else to say? Who, who's your favorite to come out of the East? That'll be my last thing for you here. The Nets? I'll tell you my favorite to win the draft lottery is the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, okay. Well, the, Let's the, hope. The lottery's rigged, so. <laughs> no, the, with the Detroit teams, it's all, you know, they're never going to – they no. seem to always be up for, you know, top three pick. They always – Detroit's picking six and they had the worst record in the East. What? You know, how's that happen? Oh, yeah. But That's yeah, if I if I were to put my money on it, I'd I'd have Brooklyn coming out of the East there still. So as much yeah. as I hate to say it, I don't want to say it. But no. right. if they do come out of the East, hopefully they get beat by you know Utah or something or Phoenix. Phoenix that would be, be great. Wouldn't be upset. I really don't want to see the Lakers win it again. I really no. don't. Me so. Imagine uh, the Suns beating Steve Nash. Yeah, that'd be or at least playing each other. That'd be funny. What about Suns Wizards? <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> that'd yeah. be something. Well, <laughs> we'll at least get to see playoff basketball from the Wiz kids in Russell Westbrook. Oh, yeah. But what can you do? All right. Well, we got that. We've got summer heating up here. We're, weather's getting warmer. Heat May. Up. We're getting into June. We're, you know, a good time to see a baseball game or go to the, you know, if you're in Michigan, go to South Haven, go to Grand Haven, you know, find go, a beach. Uh, find some the, summer activities. Yep. Get get some takes. sunshine. Get out. Get outdoors. Breathe the fresh air. <laughs> Don't hide under your bed afraid Preach from, them. afraid of everything in the As world. As everything opens up, it's okay to thing. get outside and, and live your life. Let's oh, yeah. do that. So yes, sir. Get back to it. So back to it. Crew it. All right. Anything All else right. for you to say? Is that going to nope, do? Nope. I it? don't think so. All right. Let's just let's nope. wrap let, her up. Let's save. Let's let's feed the children. Let's you know. Let's protect each other's health. And let's we, let's we do this. We don't know? even know what this guy's talking about. Anymore, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well. Thank you to everyone for listening to this episode of the Wide Left Podcast. As always, you can catch us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And until next time, we'll see you guys on the next one. All right.